Hey everyone, welcome to our very first premiere podcast episode of Do Re Mi You in Music. This is Jonathan here. This is Adam. Welcome to the podcast. All right, so just to give you a quick little tidbit of exactly what our podcast is and what it's about, is we want to explore, reflect, and discover in the realm of music. So to break that down a little bit, we want to explore ourselves in music, explore others in music, and explore different ways of listening to music and how explorational journeys go within music. And then we want to first and foremost reflect on where we've been, how our past and experiences have really um, shaped our music taste, and how we can acknowledge that it's transformed over time. We can kind of identify what particularly led to that and just maybe even look towards the future with that as well. And even to reflect artists' past and reflect how artists may have gone through different journeys throughout music and how their music has changed over time. But lastly, to discover, whether that be discover new music, discover new genres, new artists, maybe discover ourselves in music, discover ways that we never realized what, 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 what it was and what it is now, you know? It'd just be super, super cool. So I guess I'm gonna go ahead and let my co-host here, Adam, introduce himself and tell him about tell y'all about him. Well, like I said, my name is Adam. I'm from St. Louis. Obviously, go to Mizzou with Jonathan, and uh, Jonathan and I became friends freshman year. And I feel like what really brought us closer together than just kind of a surface level freshman year friendship was both of our experiences in loving music, and we would both put each other onto music consistently. And I think that really um, grew our friendship a lot. And with this podcast, especially, we want to share that with you all and really uh, give back in the sense of like we want to put you all on new music, as well as we're going to welcome new suggestions and maybe album reviews and everything throughout this po- process as well. And one thing he didn't tell you is that over this past quarantine, uh, he had a whole Instagram, which I highly <laughs> recommend you all check out. I can say it's pretty controversial because he's got some unpopular opinions, <laughs> which was something to look forward to on, the, on this show is to like his very unpopular opinions, but he had a music review page on Instagram and he would review albums and albums and albums. And I'd say it's at least like 30 albums, very popular albums he reviewed and definitely recommend checking that out. I think it's Adam's music reviews on Instagram. Yeah, that was something I kind of picked up during the the height of quarantine, like when peak boredom really struck and I wanted to like find a way to be creative and uh, use that extra time to put it towards something I was interested in. I wouldn't necessarily plug the account just because I kind of high-key gave up on it just because um, it became a lot of work. I was like 30 albums behind and like requests and everything, and I was just putting a lot into each specific album review. I enjoyed the process, but I think this will be a better opportunity for me to kind of reflect on musical takes and uh, reviews instead of maybe the Instagram. Yeah, and... Uh, FYI, not yet, but we will have social media by the next episode, but we'll let you know when that comes. But to introduce myself, so I'm Jonathan, I'm from Houston, Texas, so all my H-Town homies, hotties, whatever, city boys, city girls, whatever you call yourself, represent. But yeah, so I also go to Mizzou, as he said previously, and you know, I've just always loved music, just growing up, like I play saxophone. My siblings all play um, string instruments, and it's just, I guess, a musical household, you call it. But I'd say my biggest area in music that I enjoy is R&B, simply because I think R&B, standing for rhythm and blues, is within everything, because there's rhythm and some type of blues deriving from everything. Also, hot take for some people, but I thoroughly enjoy country music, and... (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to shame any genre in this, yeah, this podcast. We're going to welcome the Texan in me, but <laughs> we are open to anything: alternative, blues, country, R and B, rap. Everything is fair game in this podcast because I think together we listen to everything. And I think, like, even with some of our hot takes and everything, we might be like, "This album or this artist is like really overrated or trash." And with that, we don't want to necessarily discourage anyone from liking in this particular artist. I kind of fall prey to this, and it's a little hypocritical of me to say, but we want to really want to make this like a welcoming experience where if you like an artist or something, and maybe we give like a hot take that they're not that great or something, uh, just don't listen to us, maybe because our thing is we want to make sure that because music is very subjective. It's yes. 
however you feel and however that experience and memory is related to you is very personal and very uh, like individual. So we want to make that as accessible as possible. But with that also, I will say, <laughs> if I say an artist is trash, I think y'all We're should, not going to shy I'm away. <laughs> We're not, I'm not going to shy away from saying someone is trash. And you can literally enjoy opinion. the quote unquote, like the worst rapper ever or whatever. And still like no one can tell you that they're trash. Like that's between you and that artist. So we all have people that like, I honestly, I like a lot of bands and artists that may not be that great, but it's just like, I like their style or there's something unique about them for me. Yeah. I like the respect women's club. <laughs> Terrible. He's going to listen to this. I told I him, but, <laughs> but it's okay. It's at least creative. It's I will cre- give him I like, that. I like the creative aspect of it. Their songwriting is really, is really it's up different. there. It's different. Yeah, yeah it's different. absolutely. But I, I just wish it was produced better you know okay well they weren't they were all using free garage band so you can't really blame oh, that on fair, them fair point okay i think given what they had they did a really good job i rescind that so everyone <laughs> listen to the respect women's club album yeah album we'll go ahead and i'm sure zach will probably be on the show too so if zach if you're listening to this we're loving to have you all right so let's dive into you know the first topics i guess we're gonna get into for today <laughs> uh i mean you know you want to talk about some of your music taste, some of your favorite artists and whatnot? So my music taste has, I was just thinking about this earlier today, it's transformed dramatically. So I never really, really got into music until um, it became more of like a rebellion thing for me. Uh, for example, like growing up in a fairly strict household as an only child, I only really listened to music when it was like played by my parents in the car or something, which would be like 80s music, which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but... I never really enjoyed it on my own. My parents weren't really fond of explicit music per se, but um, I think that's what really drew me to rap first and foremost in my musical journey. I really got into artists like Kanye and Drake, kind of the very accessible uh, commercial rappers. And then it just transformed from there where I really dug into more uh, niche bands and artists. And now I can say like rap is, I don't, necessarily listen to rap that often anymore i think it's more like indie kind of more experimental uh even some rock and r&b i'm kind of all over the place now and i'm really happy about that i think it's important too to be all over the place you know because i mean for me i will easily say you know i have my favorite artists and they may be in specific like so for example one of my favorite artists is jacob collier mm-hmm. Phenom- and phenomenal person phenomenal artist and he dips into so many different areas i think that it's really hard to just say, oh, I know he's just strictly R&B. Like, he's got a jazz album. He's got a R&B album. He's got a pop. He It incorporates everything, which is why I really like him. And everything he does is kind of like a one-man band type feel. And that's why I think he's easily one of the best artists. But I'm not <laughs> saying that other people aren't. Like, for example, yeah. I also thoroughly enjoy the artist Her. She's phenomenal. Another great artist, probably my second favorite. But, you know, I mean, it really just depends because I do enjoy listening to so many other artists and, like, kind of getting to know their experiences through their music. Definitely. And I just think that is so cool and just so immersive for myself as a person who's loving music. And I love especially when artists really take a challenge to explore a new genre or theme or anything. I think artists who really kind of stay in their lane and try to replicate things in the past – that's not necessarily art in my opinion. It's more so just kind of like beating the dead horse almost where it's like you're trying to recreate something that brought people enjoyment and it's just not going to be as good. Like I love when artists like whenever artists kind of go out of their lane and explore something new, it's it's always at first most of the time like not received really well. So um, I know that's kind of a barrier, but that's just how all new things come. But also I think that even when you think about it, 80s and like 90s and 70s music a lot of that it's just, it's timeless and that's because now a lot of times people are just trying to replicate that but you can't yeah. replicate that originality definitely you have to make your own which i think is something that artists should be trying to do as opposed to as you said like staying in their own lane mm-hmm. just kind of branching out there blending different areas of music together i think making those new pathways of like oh, this is a new type of music. And that's something that people need, something new, something refreshing. Instead of the same songs with the same beats, recycling the same old, same old. It just kind of gets old. 
And for me, an artist who can take a style that they do really well, take a complete left turn, change the direction, and then do that well, they earn so much more respect in my opinion. I think the most profound example of that, of an artist that I've really appreciated, is uh, Childish Gambino. Um, he had a lot of just kind of like rap, maybe some experimental rap with like because of the internet. But then he released the album called Awaken My Love, which was a complete, completely different album, like of anything that he's ever done. Like the vocals, everything is just, you could not even tell that that's him. And I love like his whole discography so much, especially how varied and uh, diverse it is. Yeah, Childish Gambino is so dope. He's just all around so talented. This man can sing. Highly recommend looking at his cover of So Into You by Tamia. Yeah. Such a great cover. The original, amazing. And I think he did great justice to that cover. And he can act. He can produce music. Write shows, and, anything. And produce shows. And it's just like so all around talented. Absolutely. And like, I'm in the past, it's like you kind of upset when they he says he wants to take like a break from music to pursue other creative outlets. But also at the same time, I contribute that and like relate that to when he took a change of direction in music itself. Like, I'm not going to discourage him from maybe seeking out a lane where I would probably prefer him to make a new album rather than a new season of a show or mm -hmm. something. But I'm still going to support the creativity and the new uh, mm -hmm. pursuit. Now, I will say someone who I am discouraging to do what they're doing is <laughs> Rihanna. Uh, I need you to come and actually make an album and not lingerie. She's like all in, yeah, she's all in fashion. She's in lingerie and makeup. Like, hey, you're hustling. I give you your credits. <laughs> I need you to hustle over to the studio. It's been a while. It's We're been like it's on four years. This is gonna this be the is fifth, the fifth year. year. This is the fifth year. Like that's unacceptable. Like you're not retired. The you anti just, was so good too. So it was so good. It, it was also in a sense different yeah. than the kind of poppy feel that she used to kind of have going mm -hmm. on. It was just really different and just I feel like she was really exploring herself and exploring Absolutely. other areas of music. So I just need her to come back and explore that again. Well, I'm sure she she's probably the type of person who has recorded this entire album. She's, she's probably it. sitting on it yeah. for like years and years, which I can respect that. I like, mean, that's what Jasmine Sullivan did. Yeah. And look at her right now. She jazz, This is her year. Jasmine Sullivan didn't drop an album for six years, and then she dropped the EP la two weeks ago, three weeks ago. EP was great. Hotels, not as in hotel, but like ho and then tail. <laughs> so good I enjoyed it and especially from the perspective that it was spoken from I enjoyed it a lot it was great and every single person that I've showed it to have enjoyed it and and this just kind of shows you how music kind of relates to anyone just all different type of races background ethnicities kind of can listen to the same music and appreciate it definitely and I think that's so cool but as I was saying Jasmine Sullivan easily one of the greatest singers <laughs> period and she'll be singing at the Super Bowl too. That's how I know it's she her. is. She's gonna be yeah, doing the her and her are doing like yeah, and then hers doing the um America the Beautiful I yeah. think. And I'm just like, that's crazy. That's very geared it's, towards it's, you. It's so geared towards me. Like my <laughs> favorite people. I guess I actually gotta watch the Super Bowl there now. You go. Um, yeah. I want to take it back real quick. Um, we were talking about like exclusivity and artists and their like rollout of new albums. I think exclusivity can really make or break an artist's mm -hmm. uh, discography. For example, like. If you sit on an album and the hype builds and builds and builds and it flops, yeah, they're they're You're gone. Done. Yeah, done. But, <laughs> like yeah. But if you deliver with that, you're, you're like solidified set. as a yeah. legend. Honestly, that in hey, you know someone that I'm thinking of that is just I don't want to say one and done, but from what it appears to be right now is I think his name is pronounced Goit, like G O Y T. He did somebody that I used to know. Oh yeah, like absolute banger of a Somebody song. that I used to know now. Yeah, because it's been at least ten years probably since that song <laughs> came out, and he's not dropped a single thing since that song. Not one thing. I remember one summer that was the only song on the radio, and only that was song. that's arguably the only song that has been like so popular that you hear it everywhere. Where I never got sick of it. I and I I will still go gladly absolutely to that right now. It was such a great song, and just thinking about the the context of it it's me as like a 10 year old listening to that <laughs> like what's what's going on here it, it made you feel something as a 10 year old ma it made you feel some type of way it really did but like the thing is 
us 10 year olds were listening to it then we had 40 50 year old people listening to it too and it's just like dang we're all and they got a completely different thing out of different. it and i think that's also going back to what you said how like there's literally music is subjective and it's literally based on your individual preference and your experiences in life it's like that's your music is how you interpret it and everyone interprets it differently and also with that like there may be an artist that you used to like did not like but it just took time and like you changed as a person and now you're like okay now this is i'm ready to really enjoy this but okay so now kind of going off that you know how people often there's like a song on the radio right Mm -hmm. and you know you're just like i don't like it but then you grow to like it. Do you think that you're actually growing to like it? Or do you think that you're kind of growing to like it because everyone else likes it? It's like familiarity over time really is what it is. That's what like really, and the catchiness of that really just adds mm-hmm. another dimension to that. Like there's so many songs that I just, yeah, I don't like it that there's much. There's so many hit songs that like you hate just because like you hear it over and over again. Yeah. And then like you give it a little bit of time, you're like, okay, this is actually, it kind of slaps. But then I also <laughs> hate when there's a song that you really like. And then they play it too much, and then it's like, oh, I hate it. Yeah. Because I'm being forced to listen to it. Like, for me, if a song comes out, I will listen to it for weeks and weeks and weeks. But the second the radio's playing it over and over and over again, and everyone else listens to it, I'm like, oh, no, that that ain't it. I hate it now, you know? Yeah, and I think with, with like, songs and your music taste, you really have to build up a tolerance for, like, experimental and, like, new, unique music. Mm -hmm. For example, like... I feel like everyone really starts out with like the classics, the hits, whatever's on the radio, and then you slowly listen to something a little weirder or a little more unique, and slowly and slowly you become like your music taste. That's how it really takes off and just transforms into uh, really appreciating like very experimental kind of pieces of art. And then that's something that I really like about Apple Music. So I don't have Spotify. I (laughs) I love Apple Music. I'm sorry. Spotify is for the birds, but... People who have Spotify love it. People who have Apple Music love it, so but, we'll leave it so up to that. What I, what I like about Apple Music, and I don't know if Spotify does this, but there's a feature in which you could play one song, and then it's going to continue to play other songs after it. Like a radio? Kind of like that, but it'll be... It, it's just automatic, and it'll kind of relate to either your music taste or it'll relate to things they think you like or to the song that you're listening to. Yeah. And it'll just kind of automatically play those songs. And it just kind of, I'll be listening to this one song. And the next thing I know, I'm listening to another song. I'm like, oh, I really like this song. And then it just kind of keep developing your music taste. And I think that's a really cool feature that everyone should have access to. I'm really curious to see how they really put those lists together of like what songs they think you'll like. Because it's, it's scary accurate. Almost. It is. Because, and it's almost like an algorithm in a sense. They have so then, much like data on you. It's, yes. <laughs> it's like... That they know exactly what you're going exactly. like to listen to and what you're going to enjoy. But also, that's a cool way for new artists. Like, yeah. I found artists that I had never heard of before. I looked them up, and they have, like, 10,000 listeners. Yeah. And it's just like, but they're so good. Like, there's this one group called the Emotional Oranges. Okay. <laughs> that sound, it sounds insane. I sent it to my friend, and she was like, oh, I really like this, but what in the hell are Emotional Oranges? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but their whole platform is kind of like, all their albums like literal oranges okay and, like they don't really show their faces kind of like, oranges it's so, and it's almost kind of like a play on you know how her did the glasses having yeah everything revealed it's kind of like that except with oranges every artist has to have a personality for me to get into them i'm not gonna like for example jay-z i don't consider him having much of a personality and you may disagree with that but like i think that's been a big barrier to me not really getting into him I've never really got into Jay-Z's. Like, some of his songs I can listen to. I think he's probably better off as a producer mm-hmm. of other artists and, like, his record label yeah. than he is an artist himself. But even just, like, outside of music, like, uh, maybe the way they dress, like, if they have a, like, trademark or something, mm-hmm. that really adds another dimension to it. Like, MF Doom had the mask or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, like, a whole, like... And he did a play off of words of, like, the the character Doom in, like, the comic mm-hmm. books. And, and throughout even, his songs, he'd have, like, interludes with that. Which is, I think that's really unique and cool. Yeah, and even, like, Marshmallow. Yeah, he has, like, the... Marshmallow. Yeah, he's, that's, like, iconic. He, like, branded himself as that. As a, and I think that's also really cool, too. And, I mean, the personality thing isn't too big of a big of a barrier for me just because I try to see past that and try mm-hmm. to listen to the music that they're releasing as opposed to who they are as a person yeah. so that I can make form my own opinion on the that music That is true. Itself. It can kind of blind you, too, if you really like their it, personality. Because then it's like you're listening to them <laughs> for who they are. Yeah. So, like, for example, you know how an artist's personal life kind of reflects 
what the music you're listening to. So, yeah. for example, like you said, you like who did you just say you like Kodak? Yeah. Okay. So we were just talking about how um, whether you can like it's socially acceptable to necessarily be a fan of an artist who has done some sketchy or bad things in their personal life. And we were talking about how Kodak Black recently was pardoned uh, by Trump, and now he's like a free man or whatever. And um, I was talking to my friends about it, and I was like, I really like Kodak's music, but um, <laughs> he's done some really bad things. Like, I'm not going to get into depth about it, but he is not a good person. And I will not sit here and act like I am a fan of his character, but I really like some of his old music. I haven't really listened to anything new. But also, like, Michael Jackson. Like, you can't take away Michael Jackson, you even though he's done. Michael Jackson. But, and I guess, yeah, now that you think about it, there's a lot of artists out there that you kind of listen to, but you and they've done so much messed up stuff. R. Kelly. Uh, well, I'm still gonna <laughs> step in the name of love. At what at what point do you at what point do you not like? Is it like okay, I cannot listen to that person anymore? I feel like there isn't a point because I can't. Depends think of, on how good the music is. Yeah, I can't think of an artist that I just won't listen to because of what they've done. You and know? is that just wrong though? Is that wrong? I mean, in a sense, it could be seen by certain people because. You know, you're still technically supporting that artist. Yeah. So if you're supporting an artist, you're, in a sense, maybe supporting their actions. I mean, if you listen to them, you are literally financing them and supporting them. But also, yeah. at the same time, like, as long I feel like as long as you didn't like them since then, well, it's but acceptable. If they keep making great music, then what are you to oh, say? Oh, that's true. Because... <laughs> It's really a it's, twisted situation. And maybe since you know how there's certain situations in which what they may have done is wrong, but what they what else they're bringing to the table kind of makes it... Uh. Or you see, like, a whole picture. Or you can maybe, like, at least see deeper into maybe their reasoning behind it or what affected them. Like, for example, XXX Tentacion, another guy who had a terrible personal life and he did a lot of bad things. But in his music, you really see the effect that like depression and everything had on him and like suicidal thoughts. And it's just like very dark, twisted stuff. But while it's never justified, you do see where it comes from at least. But then also think about this. There's so many people that look up to him. Yeah. And what are they looking up to though? Are they looking Is up it to the, the music or the person? Or the music? And that's another thing. So how do you shield people from looking up to the wrong things? Mm -hmm. It's, it's really, it is a tricky situation. Very. I think for me, it really depends on the artist. Like, for example, um, I didn't like Post Malone for a while because of personal reasons. But and what, you would think... Isn't that kind of two-sided, though? You know, you can listen to this one artist, but they've done really messed up stuff, but you're not going to go support this other artist who really hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. It's, I don't know, you can't tell people not to like something because that makes them like it more, I feel like. That or resent you. Yeah, exactly. As a person. Or they'll be in, at least intrigued about it. And they'll, like, it'll capture their attention for a little bit. Like, just the concept of it now, all. Now, it'd be really cool if artists were to put their music out without their staple on it. You yeah. Know? Like, and I think that's kind of where her was going, you know? Mm -hmm. ha her name, Having Everything Revealed, was she has her face covered, in a sense, because she really just wanted people to feel and hear the music than to feel the person it's coming from so that they I can like take that. their own interpretation. And I'm not saying all artists should like shield who they are because, I mean, to some people, it, it may not be about the music. It may be about them getting their story out there for them to let other people hear it. But it'd be really cool if maybe like a social experiment. Yeah, you know? that, and you see that actually, and that kind of adds personality. The absence of personality adds personality. Yes. Where like her and Marshmallow and these people who like hide their faces necessarily, they... By doing that, they kind of create a mis like mystery around themselves, yeah, and that and really like, adds something. You don't really know much about their personal life because you mm -hmm. don't need to. Yeah, you don't need to know about it to listen to the music because the music's is not a, it's for you because they're putting it out there for you. It could be about themselves, but they're putting it for you. So it's like it's for you to take the interpretation, not what they're doing. So maybe there should be a separation between the music and the person, completely. Yeah. And how would that look like? Like, the voice is kind of like that, right? Where, like, the judges can't see. Can't see. But then, ultimately, they hey, see them, and then they're like, oh, I'm going to change my opinion on this. But also, even, like, the masked singer. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've seen that show. I, like, know the concept. So, yeah, it's the artists have their head covered, their whole mm -hmm. body covered. You don't know who it is, but they're saying you got to try to get a guess who it is. 
And I was listening to an interview that uh, one of the mass singers, mask singer contestants did, and it was uh, Michelle from Destiny's Child, and how she was saying it just felt good to be able to go out there, mm-hmm. not having everyone see who it is, but still put you know her voice out there, put her her spirits out there. You know, I so I think. That's a really cool concept that that yeah. show goes, and even like The Voice, how you can't see who it is, so you can't form those opinions mm-hmm. before you decide, oh, whether I really enjoy that person's voice. And I think from an artist's perspective too, like a lot of you see a lot of artists don't want the fame and all that comes with it as well. Yeah, so like, like Summer Walker, she's like got in- extreme social anxiety. Yeah, like like she's really good live by herself, but mm-hmm. when it comes to like audiences. She's like very shy. She doesn't like the whole fame thing, but she does like putting her music out there. Yeah, and that's that's weird. Like you got to look at it from all angles. I feel like artists are transitioning to a, a point where they don't want to be this huge like icon. Like you see artists, more and more artists are coming out who want to like hide behind and like just blindly release their music where you can only interpret it by the sound of it. I mean, personally, I'd want to do that. Yeah, I would just, like that too. Because it's like judgment free, you know? They're not yeah. judging you really necessarily because they're just listening straight up to the music and that's like okay this is somewhat related but like Billie eilish she uh she like intentionally said that she wore like super baggy clothes that yeah, cover like her whole body because she, she didn't want, want people, people to, to judge her yeah body. exactly and like yeah i think that it's just so but then separating how how do you separate the music from the person you know i i feel like there's just so many different ways that it could be wrong because i feel like music someone releases is like an extension of themselves yeah so how do you separate that it reflects their like everything in a particular moment everything they go through is represented throughout the music i feel like it is it there's just something that's why i like music so much you really get to take a look into that person that per yeah at that time one thing that I heard that really made me appreciate music is like art is how you decorate space. Music is how you decorate time. Mm. And yep. if you think about that, that's literally what music is. Like you can't see it, obviously. I mean, it's just it like goes over like a, a moment in time and really adds and enhances it. Because if you just pay attention to over time, how back in the 20s they were listening to just like sounds and then mm-hmm. it kind of developed into people singing over the sounds and then. 50s you had a lot of Motown and then in the 60s it just continually gradually developed and built on top of each other until it's kind of branched out into so many different areas of music yeah so yeah I mean that's a very valid point and that's just another way how powerful music is and how it just unites people's and breaks barriers honestly and if you think about it um like when music started to become like singers would become distinguishable in like the early 1900s they all really fit the same pattern where they were like they had to be really classy. They had to dress up really nice. Yeah. And there was, like, not a whole lot of variation. And you see, like, gradually artists become more and more, like, rebellious, like, distinguishable. And I think now we're kind of transitioning to a point where it's, like, they they want that anonymity. anonymity. Yeah. And I kind of want to see where that it kind of takes us over the next yeah. few years if there are going to be more artists coming out with anonymity. That's mm-hmm. the one word yeah. I could not ever say. <laughs> I my, struggled like, with that. Anonymity. <laughs> I butchered I that. that's how you say it. But it's... <laughs> I just yeah, but it's, it's look at us getting all deep and everything. This is this really deep. Episode. This is a lot deeper than <laughs> I expected this to go. So you don't think of things until you actually like talk about it. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. So another thing I know we wanted to talk about was Shazam Shame. That's what we're gonna call it, <laughs> Shazam Shame. You all know what we're talking about once we explain it. So you know how you're in the car with friends. And somebody else has ox. You don't have ox because, I don't know, maybe your music taste is just not the same as everyone else's. But somebody else has ox. And, you know, you're listening to a song, and you're not going to say you like the song. Instead, you're going to, like, low-key Shazam it, look it up and see what it's called and add it to your music and listen to it later because you never want them to know that they put you they put you onto that song. You know, I do it all the time. I'll yeah. be very honest. We've I'm all like, been guilty of this. But we were thinking, like, at the root of that, why is it that we do that? And it's like, because I feel like with you especially, Jonathan and I, one time I came to Houston for spring break and we spent the whole time driving around Texas and Jonathan be like, let me play you this song. Let me play you this song. And instead of like trying to hide it, I was like, yo, this is, this is pretty heat. Like, let me like look into this. I think this is a barrier we need to break because how are we going to relate to each other more 
and be able to like share our experiences with others yeah if we can't even like let them know we're interested in the same things I that's think honestly that's how we got super close i think yeah it's through because that. of music like we have playlists that we share with each other yeah i'll make it on apple music and i'll send it to him <laughs> and then he'll make it on spotify and then so that's kind of how we do it we just have to make it separately which i wish there was a way that they can you know That'd be a cool business idea. It is. Hell, we can't <laughs> tell the people. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it's already out there. Yeah. So but we got to normalize, I think, welcoming new music from your friends. Like, yeah. that's honestly, it's a weird concept why we try to hide it. Maybe it's just because we're embarrassed to say we didn't already know the song. Like, for me, for me, and I'm going to be very honest here, Adam has played, like, this has happened before, and he'll play a song, and just because... Me and him have already established, like, I know a little bit more music than he does. And, like, just because I listen to a wider range of music than he does. So, like, we've talked about this. It's like, he'll be like, oh, uh, have you heard this song before? And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. Then I'll go add it to my music just because I'm like, right, I don't want you to actually <laughs> wow, know, like, okay. know that song. <laughs> but we're going to pretend I do know that song. That's why I've done it before. But like, We've all done for it. Everyone. And I think we need to break that barrier as together, you know? It's Okay, if you think about it, it's cool to, like, be the one who knows the new music before it's popular. Yeah. Or to put people on. But it's also, I think, if you look at it the other way, it's cool to, like, uh, share that moment or that, like, experience, musical experience with someone else that you're close with. And that mm-hmm. brings people closer together in itself. It definitely does. So I, I challenge you all, if you're in the car with someone and they play a song and you like it, let them know you like it because... You will never, ever, ever be able to make that connection if you don't know that you each other, you both like the same song. So I highly recommend trying that and just kind of opening yourself up to, I guess, a little vulnerability in music yeah. because music is really vulnerable. Honestly, that's what music is all about. And really, you have to think of it as if you want to experience a lot of new music and you're like someone who literally is like, Someone texted me one time and one of my friends was like, how do you like music? Literally said, how do you like music so much? I want to like music as much as you. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of, it seems like a weird thing to say, but I was like, the way that I think I really got into music is someone starting late to the whole music trend. Like I literally started listening to my own music in like 2013. Dang. That's really late. But um, I think you really just got to be open to like literally asking your friends, what do you li- like? What do you like? Mm-hmm. And like make me a playlist or something. Like I want to experience this with you yeah i love and like i love making people's posts and putting people on to different music and whatnot like (laughs) you ever make a playlist and like you're making it and you're like how will this person like like listen to it or how will they you have to like like (laughs) listen to it a different way yeah i also like to tell stories when i'm making playlists sometimes like maybe it's a story you have songs and it's kind of like i've made a playlist one time about a relationship pretty much Mm -hmm. and it's like the start of your relationship like you're really happy Blah, blah blah so i put like a couple older alicia keys songs and then as you're slowly going on it's like oh no uh we're breaking up we're going through a rough patch so i'll put like much sadder songs and then towards the end it's like oh well we're good we're done like we've been done for a while now and like i remember ending it with heartbreak anniversary by Giveon, also a really good artist not many people really know about Giveon yet i've only really heard of him but he's really good. He has a very soothing baritone voice, which isn't really popular and well-known. And normal music is just a deeper voice when you hear yeah. music. So that's one of the reasons why I like him, because it's a different sound on mm-hmm. the radio, different sound in music. But that's one way. But even one time, <laughs> I made a playlist for this girl in a flirtatious way, just like, <laughs> LOL, I'm going to make that's you a playlist. Big. You always have to do that yeah, if you're flirting. You know, I'm going to make you a playlist that I know you're going to like. <laughs> Sent it, and yeah. Now, listen, this is a pro tip. Do that, because now every time they listen to the playlist, they're going to think about you. Exactly. Seriously, like, if someone puts you onto a song, there's no scenario where you listen to that song and you do not at least at some point think, okay, I remember when well, my friend put me yeah. onto this. It's, it's genius, low-key. Yeah. So... That's scientific. That's science right there. It is. It like Psychology. wires in your brain that like okay, I. You're you're relating that moment. Your response to, is to think of that person. Yeah. It's Pro insane. tip. Yeah. Anyone out there trying to woo someone over, make them a playlist. Make them a playlist. <laughs> They'll always think about you when they listen to that playlist. We should Guaranteed. make like a hotline thing where we like call people in and be like, uh, like a relationship playlist advisor. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Look, we have all types of music. There's so many music venues and mu- business venues and music. It's crazy. Yeah, for real. It's all over the place. It's 
part of our culture. It affects literally every aspect of everything. Everything. Everything is. Everything is music. music. Yeah, it is. Literally, this could be considered music if you think about it. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, art. At least it's art. <laughs> I don't know okay, that's. I mean, sure. You put a little beat to whatever we're talking, and the next thing you know, it's spoken word or something yeah, like that. It is. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good exactly. Point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what's next? I was thinking we should do the shuffle test. Shuffle test. All right. So, a little bit about this. So, what we're calling it is the diversification shuffle test. Pretty much what this is, is me and Adam both are going to pull up all of the songs that we have downloaded in our phone, every single one of them, the thousands of songs we both have combined, uh, and we're gonna sh- each one of us are going to shuffle, and pretty much we're going to see who has the most diverse set of music taste. So he's going to press shuffle on all his songs. I'm going to press shuffle, and we're going to play like a snippet of each song. Yeah. We're going to do about five songs, and we're just going to see who has the most diverse music taste between the two of us. And we should also connect a playlist to each podcast episode oh, where yeah. we like maybe like new hits or like the shuffle songs or something like that definitely all right so, so yeah you want to go first or you want to go first you can go first you already have it pulled up all right i'm kind of nervous uh here we go also i love out that of your my, most recent added yeah. song is good days he just showed it to me right before the episode good days is so good also remember when i said jacob collier at the beginning and talked about him uh for those of you who have listened to good days he is like the harmonies in it towards the end but also throughout the person he goes like good day I, I can't do it but um it's really cool super great but Fun story about how that happened was SZA DM'd him on Instagram. And I was like, really? "Hey, help me with these harmonies. I don't know. I don't know what I'm. I need help with these harmonies." And he like sent her back like a music track, and that's how that came about. That's what's up. So cool. But all right, go ahead. All right, here we go. First song, shuffle, go. Division, let's go. <laughs> I'm off to a good start. Division, I think you got me on the. Division. You and one of my other friends. Division is really good. They both simultaneously got me onto it. Division is such a slept on R and B band. And oh, like it's just one person. Really? Yeah. There's always two people in like their pictures and everything. Wait, I think one of them it? might be the producer. Is it? Wait, hold on. But okay, they are a fairly new Oh, you're right, it is two people. Okay, yeah, fairly new oh. art like group. They have three albums and wait, they have not on, missed. Wait, hold on, hold on, wait, I'm so sorry. Why am I just now discovering that division is two people? Do you not know that? <laughs> no. I thought it was one person. What? Yeah, there's two what? of them right there. No, I know. I'm pretty sure only one is a singer because you never hear more than I one voice. I only hear one person. Yeah. But we could be tripping. I know the guy, like, has produced for, like, a bunch of big-name artists, too. That's crazy. So. I didn't know that. Okay, so you see that? You it's see very, that? like, sensual, like, down-to-earth R&B. They've been releasing music since 2016. They have three albums out. All three are hits. Hits. Amusing Her Feelings is the most recent one. Mm-hmm. It was it was a really good perspective that I saw from the album. Super good. That's the, probably my least favorite, but I still really September like it. September 5th is probably my favorite. Really? I like Morning After. Morning After is very good, though. There is one song in this, the very end of the song, that literally captured a moment so well and like vividly. It's called Conversations in the Diner. Let me just play a snippet of it. But it's literally like a breakup. Oh, yeah, I love that. And throughout the beat, you hear like clinging and stuff that like are in a diner and it's like yeah. such an emotional thing of like a guy getting broken up with in a diner and he's talking about like like can we still go and stuff it's really it like captures a moment really well as far as songs go all right my turn right go for it all right i just press shuffle and yeah i'm a let's I go apologize <laughs> but it's country what hurts the most by rascal flats yeah I know, big country guy, I guess, but that was my first one. <laughs> no one's going to shame you for liking country. I'm, um, I'll am i be first I, to tell you that I need to, like, I need to experience more country. Like, I like Chris Stapleton, and that's, like, all Chris I know. Chris Stapleton's really good. Chris Stapleton's good. Chris goated. Stapleton's really good, but I kind of like Morgan Wallen a little bit better. See, I don't even know who that is. He just came out with a double album. It's a album. he? Morgan? A double okay. album. <laughs> all right. He came out with a double album, and it was really good. It's like an hour and 50 minutes it's so good all right i'm gonna go see okay this He's is a great song. example hey, right you know here the song heartless why you gotta be so heartless? kanye no that's heartless by kanye okay that's the only heartless i know you've definitely heard it's a pop song it's a uh, heartless is by morgan wilde and diplo 
I will go there was a cover it. with Julia Michaels, and I don't like that one that much. It was too. Okay, uh, I see it. Yeah, but let that let that be an example of normalizing having your friends put you on a new music. And who knows? This might be like my new favorite song. I'm gonna go into it. You're gonna like Heart, You're gonna like Heartless. All right, I'm gonna go for my second song right here, and shuffle. Cage the Elephant. This is from their most recent album, Social Cues. It's a it's a cool song. It's more so I really like the album as a whole. It's one of those albums that like you like the whole album more than like specific songs. It doesn't necessarily have like a lot of hits in my I've opinion. Never heard of Cage the Elephant. You're lying. I may have heard a song, but I don't think. I Are you for real? I just can't remember. Cage the, the Elephant band. is so good. You know, Cigarette Daydreams. That's like. Let me hear it. It's like an alternative indie band. They're pretty popular, look key. They have like almost. Oh, I definitely. I think I've heard this. I song went to maybe, one of their concerts. Possibly. They're so cool. That could be me lying right now, but. <laughs> I can make you kidding. a playlist. Make me a playlist. Make me a playlist. Okay. All right. Bet. All right, my next song. Let's go. Obviously, No Role Models by J. Cole. First things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. <laughs> That's how I should have started this podcast episode, right there. Okay, this is a hot line. take. I'm someone who really got into J. Cole early on. I love J. Cole. But then me and my friends were talking about it the other day, and I was like, I can say I have not listened to or like sought out listening to J. Cole in easily two years. Some for some reason the replay value has not been there for me. And like ever since KOD, I've never really I wasn't the greatest fan of KOD. I liked it. It was it was good, but I definitely like 2014 Forest Hill Drive. Oh, way that's better. my favorite. By way far. Way better. And even yeah, way better than KOD, but... I think it might decent. just be like you need a break from an artist sometimes. Because I used to listen to him all the time. Maybe it's just I need to take a step back. And even just... I think with that, it's kind of people are... A lot of more people listen to J. Cole now. And it's kind of like, oh, I don't. he's kind of mainstream now. And I feel like... We're listening to him. One thing is... We were talking about this earlier in the episode. I feel like he really hasn't changed his style much at all. No. He's very much... Stuck to his lane, which can get kind of repetitive and boring. I will in my say, opinion. but beforehand, I can vividly recall a verse him saying, like before he's a B-list celebrity and started calling bitches bitches so heavily. Yeah, I definitely think before that, I think that's from No Role Models. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, the same song. I'm pretty sure before that, it was just a little different in what he was rapping about. That's funny because that's how that's the year that Iggy won the the Grammy over. Uh, yeah. Who else? A lot of more a lot of way qualified more, candidates. Way qualified. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's racist. She uh, she just had a child with Playboy Cardi. Well. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. That but doesn't mean anything. That, that <laughs> that's mean literally anything. The, the most recent I've heard of her. Speaking of which, this is actually pretty funny. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Playboy Cardi, who is Iggy Azalea's uh, baby daddy, uh, skipped the birth of... Uh, their son to play um, PlayStation with Lil Uzi. No. I'm dead ass. No. Look it up. That can't be real. <laughs> she was in labor by herself. Because he was playing PlayStation. Yeah, he was he was preoccupied. Honestly, which is kind of no, funny. That's honestly, terrible, but it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be there. No. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but I think they broke up. Rightfully so after yeah. that. No, I'd break up if somebody left me in labor <laughs> to, to play, play PlayStation. Of all the excuses to play PlayStation. PlayStation. <laughs> Something you can do whenever. <laughs> Literally anytime. You can play PlayStation with the baby. Literally. When it's easily. In Come on. How All many? Right, your turn. Jesus. It's your turn. Alright, third and last. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Classic. You spin me right around. Like a record, baby. Right around. Classic 80s. You spin me right. Oh, sorry. Alright, and my last song is. <laughs> Shake It Off by Mariah Carey. Okay. You know what's sad? Guess how many Mariah Carey songs I know. That you know or that like... Three. Three? No. I bet I showed <laughs> you Including All I Want for Christmas is You, which is even count. arguably the most well-recognized song ever. Easily. It's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's charted number one every single year Christmas season since it was debuted. She, she gets a bag every... Every a December. bag every December. Literally, and it's crazy. <laughs> that's such. That's really smart. You don't know the song her. Emotions by by her? 
I might. Is, it, is she like featured the, in it? Or? No, it's her song. It's like where she does the whistles. Oh, okay, yeah. You got me yeah. feeling emotion. Yeah, yeah you definitely. That's know more one songs. that uh, Drake sampled. Yes, yes, okay, he sampled yeah, yeah. it, and I like. I just never saved it. Really good song. Really good song that Drake did. What song was that? It was on Sandra's Rose, I yep, think. Sandra's Rose. Yeah. Super, super good. Absolutely. And so, you got your last one, right? No, it was my last oh, one. Oh, okay. That was three. Shake It Off. I did Shake It Off. I did a country song, an R&B song, and a rap song. And you had... Well, I had R&B first. Then I had uh, Cage Elephant, which is like indie. And then I had 80s rock. rock. 80s rock. So, yeah, that's... We're both... We did pretty, pretty well. Pretty good. The test is more so to see how different are your songs from each other. Yeah. So, I think in that respect, we did pretty well. Pre- yeah. I mean... And those are literally three random, the most random songs that they decided to pick. Yeah, absolutely. Out of the how thousands does, of songs we each have. How does shuffle work? You know, have you ever thought about I've that? I've noticed sometimes when I shuffle, it plays songs that I've that Definitely. are fairly recent. Yes. Which is weird because it's not, I don't think that's a true shuffle. It's not. I don't, I think they play you what you want to <laughs> hear. But I, I kind of want to shuffle because... There are songs that I have saved that I haven't listened to in forever, but I know I really enjoy Yeah. Them. Like, I have to go back and listen to them myself. There's no way I listen to freaking 4,000 songs a year. Yeah. The same for I because I just continually add mm-hmm. and gradually grow to the new music. So there needs to be a way in which you can shuffle, and it'll shuffle older music. Because how are you going to – you added these songs so long ago, but it's mm-hmm. at the bottom of the list. Yeah. But they never shuffle those into the music and incorporate it. They do – incorporate what you're listening to now which i don't think is fair it really isn't and it it kind of sucks but there's there's definitely days where shuffle hits and there's days where shuffle just misses yeah it's very inconsistent i think very inconsistent and but then maybe that does show is it's shuffle because it's not there's no consistency (laughs) in shuffle okay well there you go then in that respect it's pretty accurate i notice like when i listen to music just on the daily like any random scenario I either seek out albums or I will seek out like maybe 10 or so songs that I've been listening to a lot within the past mm-hmm. week or two. See, for me, so, what, so one thing I'm doing is I'm adding, I'm making a 2021 playlist. Mm-hmm. If I really like the song, it's going in the playlist from the day it came out to now. So like right now in the playlist, it's three songs from Jazz and Sullivan, three songs from Morgan Wallen, and that's it. I also added a couple songs from December of 2020 because I didn't discover them until yeah. January 1st. It's like I have Good Days by SZA on the playlist just because. Mm-hmm. And also, if you want to look, uh, Apple Music users, hopefully all of you, but it's okay <laughs> if you use Spotify. I'm not going to judge you, <laughs> mostly. Uh, but so Apple Music users, my username is Jonathan Kimball, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-K-I-M-B-L-E. Look me up. Uh, I have a couple playlists out there. I have a really good gospel playlist. So good. I have some R&B. I think I have a rap playlist. I have a country playlist. Some of it's mainstream. Some of it has some people that you may have never heard of on it. Highly recommend it. My Spotify is so unorganized. It's just bad. It's sad at this point. Like, I looked at it the other day, and when I first got Spotify, I was extremely organized. I literally would, like, put pictures for playlists and everything. I went all out. And then I've realized over the past year or so, I just completely just forgot about it and just add songs without adding it to a playlist. And it's kind of sad because, like, if I were – I remember one time I had some free time and I was like, okay, I'm going to intentionally set aside like an hour to go through my Spotify, organize it, and I'll be a lot happier. And like 20 minutes in, I realized that I had barely even scratched the surface. And I was like, this is like a whole day project. I want to do it one day though, definitely. There's got to, we just got to set aside a day and just grind. Just grind on (laughs) all the music. But when I do that, I will be listening to the songs to realize what it is. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, okay, I got to listen to this whole song now. It's like, it's so inefficient. Precisely. So, last thing I guess we can talk about, we can do some hot takes maybe, or... Okay. You go first. Oh, I don't have any hot takes right now. I'm trying to think. Really? Okay, hot takes really pop up in the moment when you hear of an artist or something. I kind of dropped a hot take earlier about J. Cole. I used to be a huge J. Cole fan. He's one of the main reasons that I really got into rap and other music as well. But I think, I just realized that I had always been comparing him and Kendrick to each other. And that's such like a, like they're the two top rappers right now, obviously. And um, it just seems like after KOD, for me at least, Kendrick became so much better. Like I think it's not even close anymore. I used to think it was like I'd go back and forth every day. But I think um, 
I'm not honestly even that excited for J. Cole's new album. I mean, I'm going to listen to it. I'm sure I'm going to really enjoy it. But I really want to see him take some new directions. Whereas Kendrick, for example, Kendrick has changed his style and like his artistry all throughout his discography. And I really respect mm-hmm. that. Whereas I can't necessarily say that J. Cole has done the same. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair for uh, What's your song of the week? My song of the week? All right, let me go to the top of my playlists here. Um, I have been listening to The Strokes. Do you know what The Strokes is? I just recently got into them. Oh, they are like an they're old... alternative, right? No? Yeah, kind of like a, alternative. alternative rock, basically. And I don't know. I just decided out of nowhere to listen to their first album just because I've heard a lot about it. But just kind of like I don't have a specific song, but the album is called Is This It by The Strokes. Um, some songs I really like are Barely Legal, Someday, Alone Together, Hard to Explain, and Trying Your Luck. Okay, I said song of the week, but that could be your album <laughs> of the week. All right, yeah, And then sure. I guess my album of the week, it's got to be Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> like, there's no question about it. That's there the album go. of the week. Song of the week, though, I definitely am going to say is All I Need by Jacob Collier, Mahalia, and Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, he just showed it to me before the episode. It's kind of a banger. He, like, made it all in his bathroom with, like, random instruments yeah. or something. Not even instruments. Yes. Just, like, just random things. He made it and just – that's what I really like. He can just turn anything into an instrument. Literally, he was using, like, tweezers as part of it. Yeah, it was so cool. I, <laughs> if you want to look at it, the, if you look up the song and just do live, I think it was on Jimmy – one of the Jimmy's shows. Jimmy Fallon. It was the one with him, Ty Dolla Sign, <laughs> and Mahalia, but not – the one with Jess, him, and Mahalia, which is also cool. Actually, but it was Jimmy Kimmel. I think it was Kimmel. I just realized that the the They're two the biggest talk shows are literally both Jimmy's. Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> They're like clones of each other. Jimmy Fallon's way better, I think. One of them forces himself to laugh too much, and I don't Jimmy like Kimmel kind of gives me creepy vibes. Nope. I don't like either one of them. I feel, I feel comfortable around Jimmy Fallon. He just forces his laugh too much. That's right. Like, I feel like he's not He seems laughing. more natural to me, at least. I know his you, you said natural, the complete but, opposite. But, but his but. laugh is just like, <laughs> like, what are you laughing at? It's not even funny. <laughs> You're forcing a laugh and no one else is laughing with you. Completely off topic, but that's, we're going to encourage that on this podcast. It, off topicness is key. <laughs> as long as we eventually bring it back. That's what matters. But yeah, so. So this has been the Do Re Me and You podcast, episode one. We're excited. Hope you all stick around. We're going to be talking a lot more about different guests, different artists, uh, new and upcoming music, as well as reviews of new music, and even just reflecting on past music and everything. We want to encourage you all to share your music with us, get involved with us. We're going to have our social media launching soon, and we're excited to really kind of build our own community and welcome you all even onto the show. And also, if you have interest in you know like music industry, we're going to have a cool special guest who is... Uh, marketing major but she's emphasizing in like music industry music entertainment uh on the show next week and it's gonna be super super good uh we'll still talk about our main stuff like hot takes we'll have another cool segment next week that we're gonna be introducing uh so we hope to see you all next time and we're signing out absolutely see you all next week